Hi everybody, it's Tobias here. Just joking, it's me Liam. Before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to take a minute to give you a quick warning that there are some adult themes and a couple of spoilers in this podcast. So sit back, relax, maybe make yourself a cup of tea. We're going to be here a while. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of The Manic Podcast with me, Liam, and my ever-radiant co-host, Tobias. Hello, world. Hello, world. How are you, Tobias? I'm hunky-dory. How are you, Liam? Hunky-dory as well. I love the word hunky-dory. I like hunks and I like dory. It's fine. I'm more to the dory side of things, but hunks are good. Hunks are fine. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. (laughs) Perfect. Now, what are we doing this week, Tobias? This week we are doing the geek alphabet. Oh, it just makes me feel like I'm in like nursery school again. Like, gather round, children. We're going to do our alphabet. That's exactly what we're doing. So gather round, children, because we're going to do our alphabet. Shall we make a start? We shall. Shall we explain it first? Yes, you can explain it. Okay, obviously there are 26 letters in the alphabet, and for each one, we've come up with a word or a subject that's very geeky. Yeah, now it's important to point out that these are our personal A to Z. So people listening... We're English. A to Z, yeah, true. It's important to point out that other people will probably listen to it and go, well, why didn't you do this for M or this for another letter? It's what we wanted to do. And there will be obvious ones we've gone and missed completely. Oh, there will be obvious ones. There will be loads of ones. But I think we've got a lot of obvious ones here. I think we've covered a good basis. Yes. And I think the fact that we've agreed on these... I didn't think we were ever going to agree. But the fact is, when we... Because we went away and made our own list and then compiled them together to, to amalgamate them. And... We agreed on more than I thought we were going to beforehand. And we didn't kill each other, which... Or did we? We're both talking now. I don't think we did. <laughs> I miss Emily. I liked Emily. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the times where there was another person here? Yeah. Oh, you can't do what? a flashback in a, in a podcast. <laughs> no, that's not the wrong one. That's the... No, it is like a do-do-do-do. 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 Right, so we, Tobias is going to kick it off. I'm going to kick it in your face. Please don't kick me in the face. Oh, okay, then. I love you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get this show started. A is for Autobots. Autobots are the good guys from Transformers. Transformers have had a massive impact on the pop culture since the 80s. Autobots are the good guys. There's obviously... De- Decepticons, the bad guys, but famous Autobots are Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. I personally love Optimus Prime. If I see a truck going down the highway, a little bit of me wants it to be Optimus Prime. What do you think, Liam? No, I think that's that's about right. Everyone sees a truck and they're like, please, please suddenly jump and turn into an actual, (laughs) like, robot. What's the pink one called? Like, the the lady one? RC. RC. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> was that like a little hint on like, oh, women are arsy? Or was that just a... Just no, she's a... It, it's spelled differently. Oh, it's not I think it might arsy. be. In the cartoons, she's a car. In the film, she's a bike. Right. They didn't really focus on her. She's very much a side character. Yeah. Some but of the side characters are good, aren't they? My favourite one's Optimus Prime. It's quite straightforward. Everyone loves a classic. A lot of people like Bumble- Bumblebee, who's got a film coming out. But... Optimus you can't Prime. beat Optimus. I was saying that I like. Is it Mega Megatron? Megatron, the bad guy. He's quite cool, but I, I normally like the villains and stuff. I just shrugged. That won't come up on the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll add a Tobias I shrugs. Tell, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't like Star Scream. Far too irritating. Star Scream. It's got a really screechy voice. Really annoying voice. But anyway, shall we move on? We shall. To oh, B. To B. Now, B is Baxter High, which, if you don't know, it's the high school from Sabrina the Teenage Witch or the new series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. You haven't seen the new series, have you, T? Not the new one, but I have and enjoyed the old one with, with Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart. Hart. Nice and classic. Yes. And I like the fact that they've all given their nod of approval to the new one, which at this point of recording, the new series has only been out like a week or two, hasn't it? Not even that, I think. No, it hasn't been out long, but even before it aired, it's been given a second season. Yeah, I mean, having completed it in the last few days, brilliant. So I, I do get, want, I do I get why they've it. given it another I series. watch Riverdale, and it's a sort of in the same universe. Yeah, it's a shared universe. It's their version of like the Marvel world. You know, they've got their own thing. My only... I didn't know this, obviously. I've not seen the new series. I wanted Salem the Talking Cat. You said that Salem's in it, but he doesn't He talk. is in it. At this point, he doesn't talk. He does... There is a he does say a sentence the first time you meet him, but it's not him. They they change what the familiars are, yeah. The way they they form it, which I won't tell you about because you want to watch it. I do want to watch it, but it's very good, and I do suggest it. Okay, over to C. 
Right, for C, we're going to stick with me on this one. We're going for Cerebro. Nice. A nice classic X-Men staple. Again, if you don't know what Cerebro is, Cerebro is the computer that did Charles Xavier build it himself? Or was it bought, built for him? According to the films, him and Magneto both made it together. Right. But do we know about the comic origin of it? Or is it... I don't know. It, I think it would make sense it's both of them. Yeah. And it, basically, Charles uses it to connect and trace, basically, doesn't he? Every human and mutant. He, he can, can see he can link all. to... Because... Charles is telepathic yes. himself anyway. It just extends his powers to everyone in the planet. Yeah, but the idea is in so many storylines, they try and use it for evil where the wrong person connects to it or they they use Charles to try and tap into them and kill everybody because you can connect to them all. Yes. A very good premise. Do you know why it's called Cerebro? I don't. Is it something to do with the, the cerebral? It, I can't remember which language it is, but it either means brain or mind. In another language. That makes sense because obviously cerebral cortex and all yes. that in the brain. Yeah. So Cerebro is our C. On to D. Again, we're going to stick with me. D is DeLorean. Woo. Which is the car from Back to the Future, created by Doc Brown. Yeah. They are good films. I have admitted I haven't seen the third one. For me, it's actually my least favourite, the third one. Is that the Wild West one? It is the Wild West one. I've seen so many parodies of that one, but I haven't seen that one. My favourite is the second one because it goes into the future, but then also goes back and deals with the past that happens in the first film. Right, okay, cool. You look lost. There was so many back and forth there, my mind was confusing itself. But why have you chosen the, the DeLorean? Or oh, we both chose this one. Well, I don't, to be honest, I don't know exactly why. It was just, it was the D that came to mind. The DeLorean is the time-travelling machine. Yeah. Um, it has to reach a certain speed. And that's when it hits that speed, they travel back in time. Yeah, and it's got the classic look of all the, the flames on the, the tracks where the wheels are being. It's that famous look, isn't it? Yes. I have a little fun fact about mm. Back to the Future rather than the DeLorean itself. Yep. Uh, Michael J. Fox wasn't the original cast member in it. It was Eric Stoltz. Yeah. And there's heard. one scene in the film where it's still Eric Stoltz. And really? it's actually during... The first time they successfully make the DeLorean travel time, you see the back of Eric Stoltz's head. Oh, so he actually filmed some stuff? Oh, he's he just coming for that. No, no, he, he like filmed for a few days, and they realised he wasn't working for it. Oh, so, but they, the back of his head was. They needed someone younger. Michael yeah. J. Fox was actually older, but he actually looks baby-faced. Yeah, he was quite young looking. But he? so one scene still has Eric in it. Even now, as an older bloke, he still has that kind of smaller demeanour about him, doesn't he? Yeah. Right now, we're going to hand over to you, I believe. E. Is for Excalibur. Ooh. Now, there are lots of famous swords in pop culture, but Excalibur, I believe, is the most famous. He's from the King Arthur legend. Uh, if you've heard of the sword in the stone, that is Excalibur. The Lady in the Lake has Excalibur. It's. I don't think it's necessarily magical as such. Some versions, it, it, he, it depends it has on the a version. power to it. But it's very much the key to the Arthurian legend, and I think it deserved to be in this. List. It's the link, isn't it? It's, to be honest, you think of that before you think of the Round Table half the time. I, it's one of the major things from the King Arthur legend. Yeah. And I have an Excalibur. Actually, at my parents, on the windowsill, there is a sword and a stone. Yeah. It's actually a letter opener. That's cool. But it's Excalibur. But you can't ever use it, because if you pull it out, you have to become king of something. I have. I'm king of everything. That's fair enough. I'm Batman. I've pulled it out many times. I am Batman as well, but that's very much a different... <laughs> I'm a child. I'm a child because I laughed at you saying pulling it out. <laughs> it's so true. I agree with Excalibur. I think that's a that's a brilliant example because even though it's not necessarily mainstream geek because it's more of its own thing, it's it got, is. It's myth and legend, which for me, I same as musicals. That, that for me, I, I bunch them all because for me, that is my geekiness of everything. It's I love the King Arthur legend. Yeah, and brilliant. Excalibur is one of the things I like. When I play the game in my in my head of what kind of film or game world would I like to move into? Yeah. Like, permanently or temporarily. That is one of my options. Yeah. Because I like the whole magic side of it and I like the whole knights thing. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously there's been films I like King yeah. Arthur starring Clive Owen was a gritty, real version. Mm. But I actually yeah. like the version with the magic. And I will always it. say that I think we are at a point now in the world where everything is solved through violence, like knife, crime and guns. How much, sh- like, chivalrous was it to, to challenge someone to a duel? Yes. To, to sort like... Like, you borrowed my copy of Scrubs on DVD and didn't give it back. I challenge you to a duel! A lot of us would be dead. We would be dead, but at the same time, better way of solving an argument than just, you, you nick my DVD, bang. You know? I agree with it. I think that's great. Over to F, and that's still me. It is indeed. F is for The Fellowship of the Ring. 
from Lord of the Rings. Now, the Fellowship are all the basically all the good guys who band together to decide that they need what you're laughing at. I thought if they were the villains, they could be called the Felonship. Well done. Thank I'd you. Blog. The Fellowship, everybody. We, we, we bow to the <laughs> Okay. The Fellowship of the Rim. Rim? <laughs> <laughs> That's the porn version. The Fellowship of the Rim. <laughs> fellowship of the Ring is all the good guys. Hashtag Fellowship of the Rim. <laughs> they band together to take the one ring to Mordor, the, the volcanic <laughs> Ironically, Mordor. in Fellowship of the Rim, they also band together to take the one ring. <laughs> oh, dear gonna have to put out an age restriction on this one uh, and um to all right it's obviously frodo the hobbit who's the main guy who's gonna take it yeah the holder of the ring the safely holder of the ring. but there are nine of them and they're a mix of wizards like gandalf led by gandalf but you've got the dwarves although if if you call him a wizard in some things they go crazy because they're like he's not a wizard he's a what is it certain thing isn't it i he? thought he was a wizard no he is a wizard but the, some super fans Get really specific because he's like he's not human. He is a certain race, and they're like, but he, because of that race, he's not a wizard. He is that race, and they're inherently magic. Well, I'm going to call him a wizard. There's dwarfs, there's elves, there's man, there's hobbits, and you get a few of all of them. There's there's nine of them, and they all gone go on this fantastic journey. For me, one of the most iconic images from cinema is actually the the landscape silhouetted shot of them crossing over the mountains. Yeah, yeah. And you see them all in a line. Now, what I do love, my fun fact for The Fellowship of the Ring, is that because it was a trilogy, they filmed it all back to back and it took up a long time of their lives, the nine actors all got a matching tattoo to represent their time on this film franchise. That's cool, isn't it? Only one of them said no... John Rhys Davis, who played Gimli the Dwarf. And you'd think it would have been like one of the older members, yeah. like Gandalf. No, Ian McKellen, I think, suggested it. Yeah, that's um, But so that the, the nine could remain, the stunt double for Gimli had it, so there were still nine. A full set. Yeah. And obviously, you said the iconic look of them walking across the hilltops. You yeah. can buy, like, figures of, I think I saw one in, like, Hamleys in London, and I think it's. It's not, it might not be solid gold, but it looks solid gold. And it is the silhouette it's of good. all of them. And that is... I love pretty, the you, no, you put it in your window, so as the sun sets, you can see it. Yeah, well, And I, then it reflects up onto your walls. If you look at the book series, I remember seeing... If you get a pack of the three books, the spines of the books make up that image, but in different colours. That is clever. I like it. Uh, on to G is for Ghostbusters. Now, not necessarily the film, but the job. The role. Who wouldn't like to bust some ghosts? I'd love to bust some ghosts. I do. I'm scared of ghosts. I want to bust some ghosts. Yeah. I want to put on the proton pack, get in the Ecto-1, and bust some ghosts. I want Slimer to lick my face. I don't want that. We have different things in life. You're weird. I am, but you know, I want to experience different things. Though, I would actually quite like to see the Marshmallow Man. I don't know, he's quite big and scary. But he's made a marshmallow. Just eating his legs. I like marshmallow. <laughs> Just chatted my teeth and felt weird about it. Shall we move on? We can indeed. H is for Hellmouth. Hellmouth is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In fact, all of the Buffy verse, really. Now, obviously, we've already said about our love for Joss Whedon. Yeah. He created Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now, the whole thing about Buffy the Vampire Slayer's home, Sunnydale, she lives in Sunnydale. Sunnydale is built on top of the Hellmouth. Yeah. And the Hellmouth is... I'm not sure if it's the source of evil. Well, it's basically, I guess, the gateway to hell. So, yes, I guess it is. The thing about the Hellmouth is it draws everything bad, but also it contains everything bad. It's it's where the Slayer needs to be, really. I think Destiny draws her to that place. Yeah. And the whole series, it can continue. You don't need to ever explain why all these vampires, zombies, werewolves turn up. They're just drawn to yeah, this well, that's naturally the thing. bad A lot place. of uh, like supernatural programmes, like Supernatural and all these things, they just have all of these supernatural beings. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're here. We're not going to explain why they're here, though. But Buffy has the perfect setup of, well, it's on the Hellmouth, yes. duh. And there are more than one. So they there's yeah. a few around the globe, but Hellmouth... Well, I actually didn't know that. I, didn't, I thought that was like the Hellmouth. It's the big one. There are others. Moving on. Moving on. I. I, because that comes after H. It does. <laughs> I is for... I'll be back. And you have to have done it in the voice, otherwise I'd have like, why didn't you do it in a voice? Exactly. It's from the Terminator, or more to the point, Terminator 2, and so. it's uttered by Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's probably the one of the most quoted lines from any film. Yeah. He doesn't actually have that many lines. I think he has something like 14 or something. It's, really? Maybe that's the first one. I can't remember. Maybe, but I mean, the other phrase that I thought about putting in for this was A, of Hasta la Vista. 
baby. I'm glad we didn't. I'm quite happy with Autobots. No, me too as well. To be honest, <laughs> but this was a more, for me, a more iconic phrase. Yeah, I mean, it's been used in every film since. Yeah. Normally, when Arnie's on screen, he's going to say it at one point. And he's telling the truth. There's a sick film coming. He, really he is com- he's coming back and I bet he says it in that one as well unless it's the end of the sequence they were like I won't be back <laughs> I'm gone now I'm done bye time for <laughs> bedtime bedtime <laughs> right and moving on to the next letter J for Jedi Ooh. I think this is one of the most iconic things we have on our I list. know that when we discussed putting this list together that was the first thing you lived with like Jedi needs to be Jay Lee. It needs to be. And there was will, no argument for me. I will me. not accept anything but Jedi. It, and actually, when I was putting my list together, I yeah. could, I didn't think of anything else for Jay. It was Jedi is, is Jay. There's nothing else I could... There was a couple where I wrote some options. Like, for H, I wrote Hodor down. Yes. So I thought, well, that's quite a pivotal, like, phrasing. Yeah. But there was nothing else for Jay that I thought could even combat Jedi. No. Jedi is even now an official religion... I'm not really on board that's with that crazy, personally. It? It's no, not like... When I say that's crazy, I don't mean that's crazy in all religion. Obs- I mean, that's crazy in something fictional has I know. over. Jedi is obviously from Star Wars. Uh, you think of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, Master Yoda. They're, they're all Jedis. It's all catchphrases as well, like, from Star Wars. Like, it's crossover to as well. Like, um, you know, Luke, I'm your father and all that kind of yes. thing. Yes. There's an order to the Jedis. Obviously, the best-known one is Jedi Knights. But then you become a Jedi Master and you train up a young Padawan. Uh, so Obi-Wan trains up Anakin, who obviously ends up being Darth Vader. Spoiler! <laughs> it's not a spoiler. It's a spoiler Everyone as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next letter. And I'm going to start talking again. Yay! Yay! K, we've gone for Kryptonite. Yeah. The Achilles heel of the Man of Steel. I nearly said the Man of Iron, but that is Iron Man. (laughs) So, Kryptonite, the Achilles heel of Superman. And he's from the planet Krypton, and it's it's fragments of his exploded world, isn't it? Yes. The green stone which brings him to his knees, but can be blocked by lead? They normally keep it in lead boxes so they can dramatically reveal it to the world. And there's an actual element called Krypton, isn't there? In the periodic table. Yeah, it's K. I will take your word for it. Yeah, because it was in one of my quizzes we did on one of the journeys. Okay. Yeah, um, K is for Krypton. It might be Krypton, though. All I right. don't think it is literally fragments of an exploded world, though. Obviously, in the films and everything, it's green, but you get other colours, and they do different things. Yeah, like, I don't know how the films do it, but I know that in Smallville, they touch on all the different colours. Like, red makes him, like, not really care about anything. It's, like, the extreme Lethargic selfishness. Yeah. I think black swaps swaps bodies and stuff. I don't know all of them. But I knew those the red are the, one. Those are the two... The, the green one's the most famous. It's, it is super famous. There is a white one as well, but I cannot remember what it does. Good that you brought it to the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Right, for L, we've gone for Lucille. The famous bat that brought so much sorrow and anger to the walking dead that is wielded by Negan. What is Lucille? Lucille is a baseball bat. Wrapped in barbed wire. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's become an icon. I mean, his whole look actually has now. Yes. Every time you see like a Comic Con thing or any cosplay, there are there's always a really good Negan. The thing about Negan is, I mean, he is one of the worst, as in best villains. Yeah. that's for him. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays him in the TV series, is has so much charisma. You kind of can't help but love him in a way. You do. You spend your entire time going, oh, you're doing so many bad things, but I really like you. His first opening, the first episode you really meet him, he kills two of your favourite characters. You should really, really hate him. But you don't. No. You can't hate him because he is so charismatic and lovable. Because he is lovable. You do like him. Yeah. I spent a lot of that introduction series to him where he's actually in it, after he's done the head smashing and all that, going... I want more Negan. I yes. want more Negan. Um, there's this thing that I've heard quite a lot of the actors say, and obviously there's this justification. When you're when Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's obviously playing a bad guy. Yeah. But he says, right, you see Negan as being the bad guy and Rick as the good guy, but imagine if you've been following Negan from the beginning. It's and a different story. It's a different story. Suddenly Negan's the good guy, and then Rick came in and killed all of his men. That is the wonder of The Walking Dead in the world. You could do it pretty much for any character, but if you followed the governor story from the very beginning, again, he's going to look a lot more less like a villain. Yes. And more like he's... Because you'll see him lose everything and become what he's become. It's the idea that, yeah, there are zombies, but really it's the living that are the danger. Yes. I mean, it's billed as a series about zombies, but actually, beyond the second series, 
It's the other people. It's always the other people. True. What is next? M is for Men in Black. Now, I don't necessarily mean the film series Men in Black, although that is a good example. You just mean generally, I think. Generally, in a lot of sci-fi series, especially alien-related things, but not just alien, you always have that mysterious Man in Black. You've got, like, the film series Men in Black. You've got uh, X-Files. You've got Fringe. Yes. They're not called men, but they're the observers. Yes, but they're still essential. But it's that look that everyone knows. It's the men in black look, the FBI look, the mysterious glasses. Yes, they kind of don't have an identity. The they idea just is turn up to they just things. appear. They normally make something disappear from the public eye and then they fade back into nothing. Do you yes, know what I mean? They're either represented as good guys fixing everything or bad guys hiding the truth. Yes. But they appear in so much that they had to be on My favourite version is that the Observers. I really yes. like, until they did the latest series where they focus on them, yeah, and they cool. kind of did their own version of the world. It's the mystery that you like about. Yeah, it. when there was just the initial one appearing every now and then, it was like, oh, oh, oh that's interesting. So I get why. In X Files, almost every character is a man in black. Every, oh yeah, they, that's that's the, essentially what they are. Yeah, that's that's their department. Yeah, but I love Men in Black, and there's a new film coming out from the yes. film franchise starring Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson instead of Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, but it's the same franchise. Yeah, I'm, there was at one point talk of crossing it over with 21 Jump Street. Is that not happening now? That's not happening now. I'm glad, because I personally I don't like the 21 Jump Streets enough to want them to cross over with Men in Black, which I, I did like. could have seen it working, but I'm glad they've gone the way they've gone. Yeah, me too. And they've got Emma Thompson from the third film. She's in the, the new one. With, As the same character? Yes. Oh, so they are linking? Oh, it's actually a Oh, link. it's the same one. It's oh, just, that's good. It's just following different agents. That's all it is. Do you think they'll have like little nods to like Jay and all that there? I wouldn't be surprised. The, the It'd way, be weird for them not to. The way to look at it is, obviously the first three films are all American based. Yeah. This one also was set in England and stuff. It's oh. Tessa Thompson is English. Yeah. Because Thompson's obviously Australian, but they're doing more of a European side to it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, moving on N. to N. Narnia. Oh. From the Chronicles of... And you can't see that because it's a podcast, but he said it was such a smile on his I face. I love Narnia. I'm sorry, I don't know any kid that's walked past the wardrobe and just momentarily thought, can this transport me to Narnia? That was your entire argument for putting Narnia in It here. was, it was my idea. Now, the whole thing is Narnia is this magical land that sits, I guess, parallel to us. Yeah. But it is magical. It has a talking lion. Aslan. And a sexy fawn. It has a sexy fawn. <laughs> played by Jane McAvoy. <laughs> Which is why you think it's sexy. I, I just think he works really well, except for his little trot. The way so he trots. But Lee, he, he, you know, he does really well. In it? the films, Liam Neeson voices Aslan. Who is essentially me. God. Yeah. But yeah. It, oh, it's one yes. massive metaphor, isn't but it? But you've got talking badgers, talking rats. Uh, who yeah. was... Isn't Eddie Izzard the voice of something like In one of them, it's Simon Pegg and Eddie Izzard in different films. Oh, different, same character? Same character. Oh, really? Yeah, recast. that. Um, but no, you have all of these kind of mythical and magical creatures like centaurs and minotaurs. And you've got big, massive battles. There's a lot of magic. Now, how we as ordinary people can get to their world is there were certain things, furnitures, maybe it's a wardrobe, maybe it's a picture frame made of wood taken from Narnia. Yeah. And these things can transport you into that realm. How do they get into Narnia when they're in the train station? That's a weird thing. The, according to the film, it explodes and they just end up there. Yeah. It doesn't really fit the pattern, to be honest. Everything else is something Subtle from Narnia. and clever. This one's like, blah, Narnia. Yes, we need to get in there very quickly. <laughs> but Narnia is a very good premise. The way they do everything, so well put together. Yes, and there is a new film on the way. Did I hear a Netflix series or something? Or a TV series of it? I don't know about that. I'd You're like to see a decent right. series of it. Yeah, they could do a lot with it. I think a lot of the good stories work better as a series because you can put more time into it and build character a bit better. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on to O. We're going to go for Oz, not the prison TV series. Not that one. We're going for the wonderful world of Oz. Yeah, it has a wizard. It does have Quite a famous. wizard. <laughs> Definitely one of the key residents of Oz. Um, so you've got the Wizard of Oz, you've got the sequel Return to Oz, and all the other versions. You've even got Wicked, technically Oz. Well, it is Oz. Totally, it is Oz. It yeah. is Oz, yeah. Um, so you've got all these different depictions of this this wonderful world. I mean, originally it goes from no colour to colour. As she crosses In the over. film, yeah. Yeah, and that's a lovely effect, isn't it? Yeah. For me, I think a lot of kids actually, it's your childhood is that Wizard of Oz, that thing, isn't it? Yes. It's that wonder of there being this other world full of magic very Narnia still really it's got that Narnia vibe it's the yeah. whole thing of crossing over from this one world into another world have you seen The Return to Oz yes I think it's a brilliant film yeah. I like the effects in it aren't as good as the initial one I think I've enough. seen most of the Oz things I've um, seen the most iconic I've seen Return to Oz a lot more times than The Wizard of Oz really yeah I've we had Wizard it on Oz. video and actually apart from the beginning of the film which is actually quite scary because she's in 
Dorothy's in basically an insane asylum. Yeah. And she goes a little bit nuts and then the talking chicken starts and all that. Yeah, and there's, um, a, there's a moose head. There is a moose head a which is on a bed. Jack O'Lantern is yeah. one of the best characters in it. Um, and Tick- TikTok the robot. Yeah. And they've got the wheelers and they are terrifying. That is true. That they is are true. generally really scared. The actual story is a lot more deeper than the first one. There's a lot more going on. They have to release the, the queen from all the mirrors. and My really fun fact from The Wizard of Oz yeah. um, is obviously a lot of it is around Doris's ruby red slippers. Yeah. Not originally red. Only done that for the film to show the Technicolor. Oh, right. Actually, in the book, it's all based on they're just silver. Oh, that's but cool. they didn't think in film that would translate so well because they were really making a big deal about this Technicolor Dreamland. Yeah. So they wanted something to demonstrate that, so they changed it to. Really oh, that's really cool. cool! I've got a fact about Wizard of Oz as well. Okay. There is a really widely known conspiracy theory about it. About in one of the initial Munchkin scenes. Yeah. There's a conspiracy theory that in the background you can see what appears to be a Munchkin that's hung themselves. Really. In the, in the woods, swinging from a tree. So many people will say it, that is exactly what it is. One of the cast members was suicidal and decided that was their time. In fact, it's not. It's a wild bird. Because on the set, they um, had a handful of wild birds, like cranes and different animals, to make it look realistic around. And what the official word is, is that one of the cranes wandered into shot, and just the angle they're standing at in the distance in the tree looks like something's hung themselves. Nice. But obviously, that's the theory everyone goes for. Of course. Why always have to go for the morbid theory. Yeah. Let's move on. What's the next letter, T? P. <laughs> T-P, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the next letter is P, and we've gone for Pikachu. Pikachu. From Pokemon. And you've got to catch them all, Tobias. I've never caught any. I've never, <laughs> I've never oh. played a Pokemon game in my life. I've never felt sadder for someone. <laughs> I'll catch them all with you. Do it for me, I'm not interested. That sounded a little bit too <laughs> STD, actually. I'll catch them all with you. I, could you put... Hang on, which one of us actually... Do you know what? We were talking about Pikachu just before we started talking about doing this list and he naturally filled the place. Yes. We actually were talking about Pokemon and then said, if we did an A to Z, Pikachu would have to be P or just Pokemon. And said, you've never been a Pokemon. But we decided not to go with really titles of things. No, because it's better to go for things that summarise them. And obviously Pikachu is the poster child. To be honest, as someone who has never played Pokemon... I know about Pikachu. Pikachu is the poster child of Pokemon. Okay. I, it, it just bypassed me. Actually, when I say what world would I go and live in? Pokemon. Because the moment you turn 10, your parents stop te- caring about you, and you <laughs> go out and try and find all the Pokemon. That is, You don't have to work until you're a proper adult, and you have to give up your dreams of being a Pokemon master. Sounds sad to me. I am the Pokemon master. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the very best. You never grew up. What are you talking about? I'm basically Peter Pan. I'm Peter Pan. I- don't take that. Let's be honest. In the story of Peter Pan, I'm Smee. Yeah, you are. I'm Smee. You are. I want to be Hook. I'm the Smee. <laughs> I'm the Smee to your Hook. If I was Hook, you'd be my Smee. How is everything sounding really dirty to me today? Even you, the you, phrase, I'm the Smee to your Hook, sound filth to me. I'm Peter Pan, you're Smee. We don't really have that much to do with each other. It's fine. I mean, you, you wish. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Let's move on. To the next one, which is... Q. Q. We have gone for the magical sport of Quidditch. We did. Both of us agreed on this. We one. did. Because it's a, just one example of how J.K. Rowling created not just a story, she created a world. A thriving world full of detail and magic and depth. What is Quidditch? Quidditch is a broom-based sport where each team has three hoops risen into the air at the, their ends of the pitch, which I'm going to call it a pitch. I don't know if it technically classes as a pitch. I think it is. It looks like a pitch. They sort. fly around on the brooms. There are several types of balls. There are quaffles, which are the main like red throwable ball. It's not magic. It is just held, and you throw it from team to team, and you have to throw it through the hoops. Through the hoops. That is your the base side of it. There, they are basically your football, but you throw them. Yeah. Um, then there are bludgeons or bludgers. I think they are which are magically enchanted smaller hardballs which fly around on their own and try and hit people to knock them off their brooms and distract them. And then there is the famous golden snitch. It which, is essentially quite iconic in itself. Yeah, which is just a, li- a very small, like, golf ball-sized, pure gold ball with wings that, after about ten minutes of the game playing, releases itself and flies around. And there is one member of each team called the Seeker who has to catch it, and the moment you catch it, you get 150 points. Harry Potter's a seeker, isn't he? He becomes a seeker yeah. after he, he catches the Rememberall for Neville Longbottom, that um, Malfoy nicks. 
All that went over my head. <laughs> I know that he's a seeker. But, um, and actually, there is a PlayStation 2 game, which is just Quidditch. Nice. And it's basically like all the FIFA games, but with Quidditch. And it's really good. It's a really good game. I don't know how they do it, but there are actual Quidditch tournaments in yeah, real life. <laughs> it's people running around in a field on a broomstick. Yeah. And I mean, to say, I play Quidditch is cool. But in the real world, going, I play Quidditch, you can't sound nerdier. No. And that's one of the only times it doesn't translate. Okay, moving on to the letter... R Rogues Gallery. Now you might not have heard of this. You might have heard of this. Yeah, Basically, it's quite a niche thing for the subject. If you're a fan of Batman, you will have heard of this because if you've heard of the Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler, Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, any bad guy from Batman, Major. they are they yeah. are part of any of them. If they're a villain, are they all in it? All of them. Oh, I thought it was like the key. No, it is the Rogues Gallery. It is all the villains from Batman because. Let's be honest, in the DC world, if you take out certain ones like Lex Luthor or General Zod, all the best bad guys are from Batman, and they get used to be bad guys for the other heroes in the DC as well. They often pop up elsewhere. Uh, And we thought that they were important enough to have their own letter. I will say, I'm very familiar with generally the premise of the Rogues Gallery. Yes. In my bedroom, I have a canvas on my wall of the Rogues Gallery. And it is literally... Because I don't know how the Rogues Gallery is actually portrayed in the series if it is an actual gallery with all the pictures in. It's Batman standing at the end of a long corridor like with his arms out like he's just flung the doors open. And there are massive paintings of each of the villains on the wall. So you've got like the Joker and like Mr. Freeze and the Penguin are the biggest ones and they get smaller. What you think of it is it's basically the wanted list of all of the villains in Gotham. But it's a really good canvas and it's it's literally at the end of my bed on the wall because my bedroom's like the geeky area where I've got all my little like figures and models. Mine's the lounge, as you can see. Well, yeah, yours, your house generally has them dotted out and spread throughout. Not really in the bedroom. No, true. Your bedroom's the one place where, where your girlfriend's like, I need some space some where space. it's not geek. All right, we can have cuddly toys in here. I'm having so action figures everywhere. Mine is literally the opposite. I used to have them dotted all over the house, and my fiance went, put them in the bedroom. I don't want them all over the house. It's also probably better because your kids will destroy yeah. your things. I get very angry when they touch stuff. I've got a um, going back to. Uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. I've got a little replica of the hoverboard. Nice. Yeah, um, which is in its little box and it sits. I've got all my like pop figures stacked on my radiator that never turns on. Because <laughs> otherwise that... If, if one of my kids time. turned it on, I'd get them adopted. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but I've got a little like uh, model of the car from Supernatural that right. was in a beautiful box. And it's the only thing that's been taken out of a box. Because someone else's kid... Ooh. grabbed it off my when they took him up to the toilet and they got away and they grabbed it and they pulled it out of the box and I was like I can't murder someone else's kid you could but I considered it you'd go to prison but for any because actually not was, just even if you true if you can't murder your own kids you can't <laughs> <laughs> no and actually it was it's one of the smallest things in my collection of stuff but it was one of my favourite things because I like the car and I don't it, I don't mind it being out of the box because I'm never going to resell them it's not like I'm saving them for, for like financial gain. It's purely I like them being in the box. It's like the pop figures. Yeah. I've got a couple of pop figures that I took out of the box when I first got them. Yeah. And then I went, no, I, I need, need to be in the box. So I haven't opened any of them. And my missus goes, why are they all in their boxes? And I'm like, you don't understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Right. So moving on to the letter S. S is for Starfleet. Obviously, this has popped up in almost every podcast, everything I do. I'm not going to put a mark on the tally because that. That's, this isn't a random No, this Star isn't Trek. a random thing. I just had to include Star Trek. Yeah. Starfleet is basically... If you've heard of Captain Kirk, Captain Picard, Lieutenant Worf, Lieutenant Commander Data, they all work in Starfleet. Starfleet is the organisation. It's basically the future version of the Navy, if you like. Yeah. Uh, the, the USS Enterprise, the USS Voyager. But it's, all it's, for Starfleet. But it is like the Navy, but it's, it's not like conflict-based. It's, it's more like... They are the military side, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, but they explore space, they're science vessels, it's it's everything. But it's basically our future. If they have this thing in Star Trek, and in particular Starfleet, we've moved beyond money in the future. Yeah. You just do things to better yourself. You know, you improve your own life. I get that. I'd go buy a sandwich to better myself. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll just have a sandwich, please. I, I'm not paying for it, I'm well, bettering in myself. The fu- in the future, they're replicators. Exactly, all the sandwiches I can dream of. That's you're not. You don't belong in the future. <laughs> That's not what Starfleet is. I would be Neelix. You would be Neelix. I'd be Neelix. You actually would because you're a chef. Yeah. And you're irritating. Yeah. <laughs> they'd find me on a planet and I would 
con my way into getting a job on the ship. Yeah. And then I'd end up with a pretty blonde. Well done. That is literally... You I am Neelix. I okay. am Neelix. I did, a... I'd never placed myself in the Star Trek world before, but I am Neelix. I have the uniform. I'm a be- I, I, I will say, I think I'm a better chef than Neelix, because the running thing is, they don't seem to actually like a lot of the things no, he does. No, it's because that sometimes he has to make it all stretch. He doesn't have the luxuries of everything. And he tends to find, they go down on planets, and he finds exotic roots and things. Also, he does make a lot of um, tropical and exotic foods from all the different planets. Yes, and, and it's obviously just not a lot of them are they're all humanoid, aren't they? So they're not really used to it. So it's not so it's not that they don't like the food, it's that they're not used to the food. But yeah. you know, I'm definitely Neelix. Starfleet is my ideal version of the future and I would wish that Starfleet was real now. Yeah? Yeah. If Starfleet existed right now, I'd sign up. We've already said in one of the past ones that you'd love to be one of the higher things, but you'd probably end up being the janitor or something. Be something rubbish. Probably some managerial admin somewhere for Starfleet. I'm the captain. To start with. I'd want to be the captain. You'd be that admin guy who they go, we need someone to, to pilot, to captain a ship. No. You, Tobias. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be the captain. Too much hassle. I'd want to be the first officer. So every yeah. now and then you get to be the captain. But then you can also back up and have fun in the right. holodeck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And not in a Janeway or Picard way where you're like, let's go back to Victorian times. I'm like, why? No, so to be boring. honest, what I would do now is if holodecks existed now, I'd go into the future. If I was in the future, I don't know if I would. I'd go back to when there were dinosaurs. They, you never see them in Star Trek. Go back to dinosaur era. I'd love to go back you'd to go dinosaur in, era. No, you'd go in and go, holodeck, commence the babe station yeah. program, please. I don't think I would. I don't. No, because they can track what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you wouldn't, because they know. You, yeah. Your captain would be like, first officer Nichols, I can't help but notice you've been spending a lot of time in the holodeck. What have you been doing? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> don't check the records. <laughs> Uh, right, next story. is T. Not you. No, I'd make a good geeky letter though. <laughs> you would make a good geek. One day. A lot of people call me T. But our letter T yeah. is TARDIS. Woo! Time and relative dimension in space. Never Woo! dimensions. Never dimensions in space. I, I was too busy ooing. What does it stand for again? <laughs> Time and relative dimension in space. Okay. Never dimensions. Apparently that is bad. <laughs> Fair enough, I'll take your word for it. And the TARDIS is what, Tobias? What everyone knows it from the Doctor Who series, it's a police box, but it wasn't originally. No, it's not a police box. As in, no, you're right, it's not a police box. No, it, yeah. can, it can take the form of anything. You thought I was arguing with yeah, you. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> smack you into Because you can't see it on the microphone, obviously, but I saw the look of hatred in your eyes for a split second until you realised I wasn't arguing with you, I was agreeing with you, but in a weird sentence no. way. And the whole thing about Doctor Who is it got stuck in the form of a police box so now it's always a police box but there are actually more than one TARDIS in the in the world of Doctor Who yeah different Time Lords have them but they can take the shape of everything so it doesn't matter because they've got the chameleon circuit yes and the idea is it's broken isn't it yes so it's stuck on its last thing yes Um, and you do see the original TARDIS a couple of times Um, in in the original series also in one of the later series in the Capaldi series um, mm. In the episode at the very end of Clara's time, yes. when he goes back to Gallifrey, right? Um, he, he's in that weird castle where he's been chased by the weird monster and he punches through a wall of crystal and he comes out. Of, he's been kept in like a time dial for like a million billion years. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he comes out and finds he's on Gallifrey. Okay. Um, he ends up stealing an, an original TARDIS, which Clara and me, played by Maisie Williams, oh, of course. steal as the TARDIS. And then it gets stuck as a diner yes it does does it and get stuck as a diner or did they just choose it to be I a think diner? it gets stuck as a diner because they're like oh, when, oh no no it doesn't get stuck they say we should keep it as a diner because it looks cool yeah and you never find out what happened to that they just kind of assume it's if they ever want to make a spin-off series with and I think Amazing Williams and Clara would be a brilliant series it, I'd watch that I'd watch that I'd watch that I feel like we've got different reasons for I'd, watching no, it <laughs> I, think, I think we've got the same reason I, I'd it's watch the, the hell out of that thing. Thing. <laughs> I would also watch the hell out of that thing um, <laughs> but no you do have the original it's just like a cylindrical thing with a door in it and of course the thing about the TARDIS is it's bigger on the inside also it's the fact that it's living it's, yes. a, it's not just a machine it's even humanised in one yeah uh, I, I quite like that episode. played by Saran Jones ah. um, the way he does introduce the TARDIS to a lot of his companions is that it's bigger on the inside and they're like oh what is it and he's like well it's not an it it's it does its own thing the introduction of Bill she says, well, how do you fly it? He says, you don't fly it, you persuade it. Mm. Which is a brilliant, because it, it does its own thing. Right, next letter. Which is me still. It's you. It's, you. it's literally it's you. <laughs> right, the letter U, we've gone for the upside down. Yes, we have. Another one that we agreed on. Yes. 
Uh, I mean, we've agreed I, on all of these. That's I was... Is. Yes, but we both... We both came up with separate, it. Yeah. 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 The Upside Down, which is kind of the spoiler, really, for the first series of Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, what is the Upside Down? You'll probably explain it better than I will. No. Oh, really? This is your letter. You chose it to, for <laughs> you. You explain it. <laughs> the idea is the character Eleven has been kept and risen at this facility, this, like, lab where they've done experiments on kids and she's developed powers. But the other thing that they've done there is they've... Do they create the gateway to this other place or do they find it? They certainly open it. Yeah, let's say that they open this gateway to this other world, which they name the Upside Down, because it's basically like a mirror image of the world, but wrong. It's moulded. It's It's got no people in it. No, it's crumbled. But it's it's got the buildings. It seems to have... I think it's literally like the idea of the Alice in Wonderland mirror of your world but with nothing in it except for these weird creatures these, which are basically grown from like the spores and the fungus mm. and they've created this like they called it the, the demigorgon don't they because they play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. but then in the second season they're more like hound like um, so they're different types of things and you got those big spidery the big, huge ones huge ones which I think is reappearing for season 3 I think there's a bigger one in series three. Ooh. I think there's a new bigger bad. No, thank you. <laughs> um, very well done series. Yes, love the it. The first series where the Winona Ryder is in her house and the thing comes through the wall, mm. like uh, pushing its face against like a balloon type effect. That's brilliant. That's very. It feels kind of taken from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, they, it does. Done yeah, that kind of horrific image. And for a modern, that's one of the best current modern sci-fi horror things. It's all set in the 80s, so it's got the 80s theme. So the children are dressed as Ghostbusters going back to our Jeep. True. And so many Halloween costumes. You see kids dressed as 11. Yeah. And adults dressed as 11. That's weird. I should have gone to dress as 11. I don't think you should have. I should have. I've got no hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's got hair now. Oh, yeah, now. But initially she had very short, like, yes. almost I thought nothing. it was a boy. In the first few episodes... I think a lot of took, people did, because she doesn't to... talk either. No. She's got some cool moments in that series, though. Yes. Right, so our next letter is... V. V, which we've gone for a gaming phrase. I know nothing about it. You this. don't. I have to persuade you. I think you kind of gave it to me out of goodwill more than anything. I did. <laughs> but we wanted to include some gaming knowledge here as well. We've gone for Victory Royale. We have indeed. Now, Victory Royale is the phrase, which I'm going to let Tobias explain. It would be a very, very if short moment. podcast could show how lost I looked at <laughs> <laughs> You always spat your drink out with me. And uh, Victory Royale is the phrase you get when you win a battle royale game mainly Fortnite which has blown up do you know anything about Fortnite? I've heard of Fortnite I'd like to play Fortnite I have not played Fortnite yeah you got the wrong console at the moment I think yes yeah um, very good but the whole point is it's um, 100 people drop out of uh, normally a plane or a battle bus onto a limited size map and it is the last person alive wins and when you win on Fortnite you get given the, like the title Victory Royale and that's the coveted thing I've never won a solo match. No. I've won like matches where you play with friends, like in a team of four, or you can play in twos. Um, but I've never won a solo one. There's also a game called um, PUBG, which is Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which is the same thing as Fortnite, but less fantasy style, more real. You get dropped out of a plane, and when you win that, you don't get a victory royale. You get a winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> that is what it's officially called, and that's like the hashtag on on Twitter and all that. The only thing I really know about Fortnite, yeah. Is that they, during some point earlier in the year, they did this thing where you could have the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. And turn into Thanos. Yes, just after the uh, Infinity War film came out. Yes. And they did a special game mode, because they do special limited time game modes, like where the dynamics of the game are twisted up for special matches and you can do special things. This one was the same format of the game, but the Gauntlet fell to Earth. If you found it... You became Thanos, you got special powers, you could wipe people out super easy. And then if you killed them, they got the gauntlet and carried on. I suddenly wish that we'd include Infinity Gauntlet as our eye instead of a quote from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> but we have got other kind of like marvellous things in here, haven't we? No. Have we not? No. At all? We didn't. Well, uh, we did X-Men. We, we did. Wait, X- so X-Men's our entire Marvel thing. At least it wasn't Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Victory Royale, it's just a big 
uh, phrase linked to Battle Royale games, which are huge at the moment. Yes. Now, moving on to W, we have Westeros from Game of Thrones, the book series' Song of Fire and Ice, better known as Game of Thrones on television. Westeros is basically the world they live in. Yeah. If, you, if you're following Jon Snow, Tyrion Lannister, Daenerys, they all live in Westeros. It is the giant map where the White Walkers are coming and you've, you've got those stone people. In... Yeah, because our alternative for W was White Walker. Yes, but Westeros covers... It was more it, general, a- ...actually it? everything. Yeah. So, really, everyone's battling for the throne to become the actual king or queen of Westeros, really. I will say that my alternative for D was dragons. Because I thought that no, that wouldn't have just linked to Game of Thrones. There's other things you could have linked it to. But um, Westeros or Westeros depends how you want to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. As you're right, it encompasses everything. Another cool world that I don't think I'd want to live in though, because it is so deathly and violent. Everyone's, you're going to die. And if get you murdered. get any form of power, someone wants to kill you. Yeah, you don't want to be in charge there. No, because you're no. probably not going to be for long. You get poisoned, no. killed, anything. Obviously, Game of Thrones has been a massive television series, and we're just yeah. now approaching the last series. So we're taking the books it's based on. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to come to an end. What will happen? Who will survive? We'll find out next year. It's going to be dramatic. It's going to be dramatic. Shall we move on? We should have, because I think we could talk for ages on all of these topics. We probably could. Right, and now we're on to X. This is my last letter. X is for Xenomorph or Xenomorph, depending on how you want to say it. I would personally say Xenomorph. I'd say Xenomorph. Oh, would you? That's fair enough. No, Xenomorph. You're right. I'd say, me personally, I would have said Xenomorph. Xenomorph is the alien from Alien um, created by Ridley Scott I mean it's one of the most famous franchises out there there's lots of different versions of the Xenomorph it is known as the perfect organism basically it has a life cycle of the alien queen drops eggs the eggs burst open a face hugger comes out attaches to someone's face yeah. implants a seed inside them which turns into an alien then they it job becomes, her it. it becomes the, the chest burster which bursts out and then it grows up to be either a drone a alien, massive killing monster. A soldier alien. It all the look of the alien will depend on what it's just. But come everyone's out of. got that generic look to them. They have like a long, elongated head. Yeah, they've got that generic look that changes other details of them. Yes, I mean most of them in the film franchise come out of people, so have a certain look. But in the third one, it comes out of a dog, so it has a bit more. It scurries along. Yeah. Obviously, in Alien vs Predator, at the end and for the next film, it, it comes out of a predator. True. So it has the mandibles of a predator. But they've also got that the thing of the second like mouth extension thing. Oh yes, which is iconic. It's like a tongue, but it's another mouth. Yes. Um, and it bursts through your head. And obviously, my personal experience with the Xenomorph is Alien Isolation, the game. Yes. Ooh. We played that game. at the same time. We did. It was, that was good. I think Xenomorph is a good X. Because let's be honest, if you didn't put Xenomorph, what would you put in X? Xavier. Oh, Xavier. I hadn't even thought of Xavier. Yeah, but you, you went for you know, three times. Honestly, the that. only other X I had considered was Harry Potter related. Can you guess what it is? I'll only give you like a couple of seconds. No, I do have another X, but uh, I actually have two more Xs. My X for Harry Potter, I could, we couldn't use because it's not generally known enough it's Luna Lovegood's dad's name and it's Xenophilius I just thought it was a brilliant I name refuse. I wouldn't have put it in the two I could have gone with Xena the Warrior Princess oh that's a good one yeah or Xander from Buffy but yeah oh I wouldn't have ever put Xenophilius forward no. but it's what came to mind because I'm impressed that I know the name but we both came up with Xenomorph yeah we did we both had Xenomorph so that's me that's my alphabet done it's all over to you now Liam thank you it was, it was nice seeing you I'll see you in the next week Tobias bye <laughs> pretending you were leaving I, I got it it's my house It'd be weird if you left, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, I've lived here, it's fine. For a month, many years ago. A glorious month where I watched you sleep every night. Am I joking? No. We'll never, <laughs> we'll never know. Right, our Y is Yoshi or Yoshi. I'd say Yoshi. Yoshi. You say Yoshi. Yoshi. Is that not on the computer game? They don't go Yoshi. They go Yoshi. I actually don't know. I don't pay that much attention to what the noise it makes, but I, I would, I, I would say Yoshi myself. What's Yoshi from? Or Yoshi? Who Mario. 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 Is that me? I'm Mario. Mario's Kingdom and the Mushroom Kingdom, and he's basically, I would say a pet, but he's not a pet. He is Mario's friend. Yes. Dinosaur. Yeah. Cute little green dinosaur who had his own game series on the Nintendo 64. It's a bit like the Mario games, but a little bit more tedious because they constantly go, <laughs> Kind of an iconic character, though. Oh, he is iconic. Yeah. He's got that look. It's uh, Luigi, Mario, Yoshi, and Toad, and obviously Peach and Bowser. All the classics. So that's, that's Yoshi or Yoshi. I mean, there's not Yoshi. much more you can say about Yoshi. 
his granddaughter's or he's cute so he, he is did, you did find something else to say oh this is true he <laughs> <Yeah>. is cute <laughs> I'd happily keep Yoshi as a pet I don't know how big a lot he is of feeding like, I don't know how big he actually is don't though. they ride him yeah, I suppose I'm assuming Mario is my kind of stature because he's quite small. And he's not that. as fat as me though. He's not as fat as me. No, or I've got a smaller don't. nose than him. Most people do. Yeah. Most real people do. I don't think there's a real person with as big a nose as Mario. <laughs> now that brings us to our final letter. It's of the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> And what's the final letter? It's Z. Said it in the I'm, British way. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know how much stress it causes me? Because I forget which one's which. And I'm like, what's right? Um, I always confuse right and wrong. Um, <laughs> so for our Z, we've gone for Zords. Yes, we have. From Power Rangers. I think Zords are in all of the Power Rangers series. But more for me, it was more prominently the original Power Rangers. Zords are basically Transformer esque robots that each colour Power Ranger has their own corresponding ones. So like the the Red Ranger has his own I think it might be a T Rex. I'm gonna say they're all dinosaurs, aren't yeah, they? In the original, a, in the original series, triceratops, isn't it? In the original series they are, but in the later ones they're like the samurai series, they're all samurai robots. Yeah, but they go through their They go a bit weird, though, yeah. yeah. The original one is dinosaurs, so like Red Ranger is um a T Rex. I think blue is Triceratops. There's a flying pterodactyl one, which I think is the yellow one. Um, but then the, the point is that they they all they go, oh, this this villain is difficult to defeat. Let's get our robots. Then they defeat the villain, and then the bigger villain brings them back to life, but building sized. So then they go, oh no, our, our robots aren't good enough. We need to combine them into a massive transformer esque amalgamation of all of the the Zords. The Megazord is what it ends up being. Okay. Um, so sure. That's cool. This should have been an M then. <laughs> Megazord, it could yes. have been. What was like our men, M? Men in, men in black. black. I, I like men in black. Zord is a better just individual. For me, I don't think you said you weren't as Power Ranger-y. Uh, honestly, the only Power Rangers thing I've seen was the most yeah. recent film. Which I haven't seen. Is alright, to be honest. I will watch it because I think it's on Netflix now, isn't it? But no, I watched a lot of the original one. There's one episode where the villain is like this pig that eats everything, and that made me smile. I can relate. So, Zords is the final letter of our A to Z of geek and everything. It is Geeky. indeed. It's been fun. It's been joyous. Yeah, how was that for you? Was it as good for you as it was for me? The earth moved. I need a cigarette now to get over it. You don't even smoke. <laughs> I don't. That's how good it was. And if let's be honest, it wouldn't be a cigarette. It would be like the pipe that Gandalf smokes out of. That huge long one. He's like. Yeah, that sounded like I was kissing you. It did. I wasn't, or no, was he I? He wasn't. Then, <laughs> I can tell I you was. He, he wasn't. <laughs> That's once the mic gets turned off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I joke. Yeah. I don't kiss. I just lick your face every now and then. Oh, Fact. Do. Fact. Fact. That happened. What are we doing next week, twice? Episode 7 is going to be a general chit-chat. We, yeah. We've not got a theme no, we thought We've done the first six episodes with actual themes. We've done our introduction high five. Uh, we've done Star Trek versus Star Wars, Spider-Man, musicals. We've done a little bit of everything. Yeah, we've done a little bit of everything to start with. Yes. So what we thought is the next episode will be... A, uh, it's going to be more like the first episode where it's a general chat, though, isn't it? We're not going to necessarily give a topic. No. We're just going to... It'll be whatever's on our mind We're going to have time, a good really. chit chat, so it'll probably cover a bit of everything. It's going to be a character building episode. We're going to kill each other by the end of it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I will it. challenge you to a duel. I bought a gun. <laughs> That's not fair. You brought a sword to a gunfight. Indiana Jones. Well done. Thank you. You're impressed by that. Aww. Don't forget, you can also get this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. What's your Twitter, Tobias? At Tobias Nichols. Yay! And mine's at Mr. Mandy Bands. Yeah. You can also look at pictures of stuff on Instagram if you want. Got that kind of stuff. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter at Manic Podcast. No, what? Oh, it's at The Manic, isn't it? So you can follow us on Twitter at Manic. You can follow us on Twitter at The Manic. Two ends. Say bye, Liam. Bye, Liam! There, guys. See you next week. Bye!